David's ass. Ass tattoos? Ass tattoos? What's wrong with ass tattoos? Take ass tattoos for 200, please, Alex. David, <laughs> that, that sounds like, like an SNL, like Sean Connery uh, mm-hmm. category. Ass tattoos. Ass tattoos. David needs one. Um, fuck it. Let's just dive in. Uh, I don't need an ass tattoo. I have the high ground, bitch. <laughs> it. We're going to allow the one Star Wars reference. We still haven't had a GL or a Firefly reference in, in a while. So I'm still well, waiting. Ruin a good thing. Sure, I know. No giant green energy hand has come out to grab the Enterprise in a while. So true. very true. <laughs> that was like 60 years ago. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Nerd Trick Podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us. I am Jeff, and I'm here with Phil. Hey, everybody. And David. Hey, guys. And we have a guest with us today. Welcome to Dan. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Nerding out a little bit. Let's do it. Absolutely. For those that can't see, Dan is sporting a classy uh, a solid, I, and that's, that's my favorite uniform, but a, a, a good Riker uh, TNG uniform. I you know, liked. I felt like it was appropriate for the occasion. Absolutely. When is it not appropriate? I think we Always. should just make it yeah. a thing now where you can just wear it out. Well, I was, um, I was streaming a workout earlier and people were at selling, telling me that I should wear it to work out. And, and I, if I had multiples, I would, but it would get hot and sweaty and ruin it. So that's one situation yeah. that's maybe not super appropriate. See, so you need like like a hero one, and then you need like spares. Yeah, you can exactly. do stuff like that. Yeah, the more casual uniforms. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah. Uh, thank you for doing this. Um, I I actually I think I found you because you were. Um, well, I've I've seen your TikToks and and your Instagram, and there is a great nerd TikTok community. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm. I've so I I'm. I've been blown away by it. I only started posting on TikTok like three or four months ago, okay. and um, that that one nerd trap one where I did the Riker sit is the one that really like blew up and like I I I feel like I'm kind of the Riker guy on TikTok now. I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, do you think it's because I mean, well, because because you're you're you do have a resemblance. You're you're sporting a full beard, which looks good. So you do have that kind of Riker vibe. I get that. Yeah, and I mean, I, I so I I got this I got this uniform for Halloween like four years ago, and I just had it sitting around, and so I felt like, okay, cool, this is something I like, this is something I can start posting, and I'm just kind of following uh, the wind in my sails, so to speak. Absolutely, that works. Just go full nerd out. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Um, how did you get into Star Trek, anyways? Like, what was your your kind of first uh, introduction to it? Um, my mom is a huge Trekkie. Um, she like we had you know, um, box sets of each season of each of the, you know, original series, next generation, deep space nine sitting around for some reason we never had Voyager. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's the one that I've just happened to watch the least of. Okay. Um, but I mean, so, you know, we, I just, you know, throughout middle school and high school, just watched those a lot. Um, and the movies were, we had all those on VHS too. So awesome. Yeah. We good times there. Did, did you have, so the, when TOS and their films came out, there was that box set of the VHSs and, and, and spread over course. It was like, like the enterprise across all six VHS. No, anyone else have that? I know what you're talking about, but I never had it. (laughs) I've seen that. We actually had them. Um, we had them recorded on blank, like from, from TV. Like, so we had to fast forward the commercials. We had like, that's awesome. Like, yeah. Ah, the original pirating. 
you're bootlegging. <laughs> I dig it. The that's how because I, I remember going to a convention in like Lubbock, Texas in the 90s. And this is, you know, pre big conventions and all that. But people would sell bootlegs of like a blooper reels and behind the scenes shit. And they was just like on a crappy VHS that you buy from mm-hmm. some sketchy dude's table. And that's how conventions were. Yep, basically. And now you can just go on YouTube and find it all. So, yeah. 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 I've actually, so one of the things that people, that shocks people is I've never been to a convention at all. Like, uh, like no conventions at all? None. Not even on Star Trek, not any kind of like, not Comic Con or any nerdy thing. Ah. So, wow. you know, at some point in the, in the future, once those are a thing again, I'm hoping to dip my toes into that water. Yeah. Do you, do you live like near a big city? I live in LA. So, um, oh, okay. You know, so do we. Pretty easy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you've got WonderCon, you've got LACC, you've got, uh, what's the, pa- uh, NerdBot? It's not NerdBot anymore. It's something else. Um, uh, anim- anime Con, Pasadena Anime Con, I think they call it. That's anime. Um, no, you've the got NerdBot one changed to like Pasadena Anime Con. Oh, uh, and then you've got, uh, Comic Con Revolution in Ontario. That usually happens. Yeah. No, I, dude, uh, I fully support. Go, Go to a convention. Find Even one. just go yeah. in like just normal clothes. Um, if you don't want to do cosplay, but go in cosplay too. That is always fun. But it's it's thousands of nerds, and it's the like funnest thing ever. Yeah, I mean, every time I, I, all my friends have so many good stories. The pictures look fantastic. It sounds just like an amazing experience that I've just been unfortunate to never have so far. Yeah. Well, hopefully this year. I mean, if things, do, I mean, I think the only conventions I think happening this year in the LA area where I know Comic-Con Revolution is, I think LECC will probably happen. Um, yeah. That's all I can think of. I don't know if Long Beach is going to do one. Um, no, I don't yeah. think so. Doubt it. Probably not. But no, yeah, I fully endorse it. Go, go. Long Beach it, was teetering it. on the edge before. <laughs> well, they had two of them. It was weird. Um, uh, so what, okay. So, so Dan, do you have, uh, a favorite series? Yeah. Deep Space Nine is my favorite series. Um, although I, so I'm working my way through discovery. I'm on like halfway through season two right now and I'm really enjoying that. Um, it just, it feels very different from anything else I've seen. Um, but yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, that's for sure. One of the things I like most about Deep Space Nine is that because it's a, like, obviously they go places, but it's a little more localized. And so they're forced to you know, deal with the, like the character development even more so than in the other series where they can just go from planet to planet. And it's a little more like, like, you know, there's like, this is the moral like value or the philosophical thing we're exploring in this episode. Whereas there, I think there are more character driven episodes in deep space nine. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, Phil, you could probably speak to that because you've seen more of it than I have, but it's definitely a, a, like longer story arcs and characters. Yeah. That's one. that's one of the, best things about ds9 it it took a lot of criticism those first few seasons before the defiant was brought in because it's like oh we're on, stuck on a space station how much stuff could you possibly do um but yeah it makes the character stuff more intense i think which i which i really like so yeah and then also it has some of my favorite characters too so i don't know if if one led to the other but or they kind of both led to the same the same outcome but yeah <laughs> i i love them Right on. Absolutely. Um, th- then who's your favorite captain? Uh, I mean, Picard's my favorite captain. He's, you know, <laughs> yeah. between the fact that yeah, he right. is objectively okay. the best captain and also Patrick Stewart plays him, you know, how can you go wrong there? That's mm-hmm. true. That is true. Right on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so then how much have you have okay so you said that you're working through discovery have you seen like much of voyager or enterprise or some like some of the other ones or i've seen some voyager i watched the first like season-ish of enterprise and I, I didn't feel compelled to continue. I'll say that. <laughs> um, yeah, I might go. Enterprise, Enterprise is an acquired taste. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, it's definitely a product of the time it was made. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, I'll I'll let everyone decide whether that's a good or a bad thing. But uh, it wasn't it wasn't my cup of Earl Grey tea right off the bat. <laughs> that's fair. No, that's fair. Yeah, I yeah. think it's there's definitely different vibes. With every series, I mean, because even T and G is, you know, like the earlier ones have a very kind of '80s vibe to it. Um, yeah, and then, well, I mean, especially TOS, you know, um, but that's true. No, I mean, hey, as long as you, I mean, I think that's always what we we talk about on the show is like, you know, as long as you like it, that's it. That's all you need. You don't have to justify it to anybody or what series you like or don't like. As long as you enjoy it, it works fuck for it. you. That's it. Yep. That's what matters. Yeah, right on. Cool. Well, good. I'm, um, I'm excited. Let's let's get into the, the high ground. ground. Are are you Sorry. just gonna say it like Obi Wan the entire time? The yes, time. I have the high ground, Denikin. <laughs> you know, I did. I did also just watch finish watching the whole Clone Wars series. So not to distract from that, but you know, good times. I bet it is good times. Yeah, they did a good mm-hmm. job with that series. Yeah. You can totally go on tangents because if if anyone listens to our podcast, they know that we go on a <laughs> lot of tangents. So well, that's kind I of think, been that's kind of been yeah. the re- recurring theme lately. Is David has got his daughter watching Star Wars for the first time? Oh my god, that's got to be a, such an incredible experience. Especially because she came and asked me, "Daddy, can we watch all the Star Wars?" I'm like, "Yes, dear, yes, we can." <laughs> been waiting my whole life for this moment. How old is she? <laughs> I had the whole lineup already. I was like, okay, we're going three, four, five, one, two, three, Rogue One, seven, eight, and we have just nine to finish out. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. Solo, we're gonna, I'm going to wait to disappoint her with Solo until later. <laughs> but it, it she just turned terrible, four or five? She just turned five yesterday. Oh, oh well, happy hey. belated birthday to her. She says that. And- is she kind of <laughs> comprehending everything at five? I mean, not that she has to get like all the like many layers, but but like she can like follow it all, right? Oh, absolutely. She follows it all. She remembers. We also watched all the Mighty Ducks shows or movies, <laughs> the originals. And now we're watching the new show. And she's like, like she started the show and she's like, wait, daddy, the Mighty Ducks are the bad guys? Spoilers. It's <laughs> um, the very beginning of the very first episode. So I'm not spoiling much. But yeah, she was like, with, with, with the bad guys? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. kiddo. Like, mm. I'm sure it'll get better, but. <laughs> <laughs> See, because you either die a hero or live long enough. There you exactly, go. Exactly, yeah. Die a hero, live long enough to see yourself become a That's nice. right. All right, let's talk about the high ground. So, uh, TNG, season three, episode 12, the high ground, uh, original air date, January 27th, 1990. Um, God, this is kind of a heavy, especially, I mean, uh, I don't think terrorism was at bit big of a thing in the nineties or it wasn't on a lot of people's minds then. And then fast forward three years, it was all the IRA at the time. Right. And they make a reference to it, which I read uh, when this aired in England, they actually like beep that whole line out. Mm. So, um, but like watching it now, you're kind of like, Oh, that's It's a whole different tone now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. With domestic terrorism and everything. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and like, so I was reading up on the uh, after I watched the episode on the Star Trek wiki, and they're talking about how the writers were upset with the kind of the, the direction it took because they wanted it to, I guess, be a little edgier. I think is what mm-hmm. what I took away from that. Um, they, like, is have more of like a, um, like I don't know exactly what message they wanted to have, but they weren't happy with the way it turned out. They I can see to that. Be a little less pro terrorists. <laughs> Um, I think like maybe more like I, so on the I mean, you know I've seen this before but on the rewatch it, it was pretty clear that they were trying to do you know the the moral gray area of the situation and like but I think they wanted it to kind of end a little differently again you know I wasn't quite in the room at that point so I can't quite speak to that but <laughs> yeah but yeah. I get that I mean because the entire I mean you you definitely get that like they're trying to make the the quote unquote terrorists sympathetic or at least you know right. see their, their side of it maybe they aren't terrorists maybe they're just trying like to be freedom fighters or it's kind of that old argument where it's like well was george washington a terrorist or was he he's a hero to us because yeah. of what the, we got from the, it and all that the, the difference between terrorists and freedom fighters is very fine yeah, yeah. King well, well yeah called him a terrorist <laughs> yeah Mm-hmm. And, it, and it follows, you know, that whole line of the thing where it's, you know, the winners write the history books. And even in the in the episode, he has that line of like um, the difference between a general and a terrorist is who wins the war or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. true. Absolutely. Um, so the general plot of this episode is the Enterprise goes to a planet to, to, to deliver medical supplies. Um, but it's a planet that's like split. There's this terrorist group supposedly of a continent like they want their own freedom they want to be separate um so one of them kidnaps dr crusher because they're having some uh, mysterious illnesses um and they're trying to get her back and so you get a lot of which side is right or both sides wrong or both sides right um but it's yeah i thought this was actually a really interesting one because they tng never got too like political or serious about some of of these kind of big topics, but this one, I feel like they, they, they went pretty not hard at it, but they, they went kind of full force as much as they could, I guess. I mean, yeah, definitely one of the, definitely a, a heavier, darker episode in the scheme of things. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is them. funny because after this is a Q episode and that's like the complete opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, but it was eyes interesting. Are rolling back in my head <laughs> for what? For this one? Q. No, for Q. Oh, we'll get to that. Don't worry. Um, yeah, but I think, I mean, and, and it's definitely a good Dr. Crusher episode cause she hasn't really done much this season. Um, right. yeah, so this is a good episode for her. I don't know. I was kind of sympathetic towards, um, these freedom fighters, terrorists, whatever you want to call them. I mean, they definitely portrayed their side of things better than well, I think yeah, some look other at, examples. Look at Bev. I mean, he had her one over in about five minutes mm. when yeah, Picard got true. taken over she was just like, oh, Jean-Luc, you just need to listen to them. And he's looking at her like, what? They're fucking terrorists. <laughs> yeah, he was not having any of that. No, that is true. He was not having any, his his shit meter was at zero. He's like, nope. <laughs> well, I mean, I think something that's interesting is when, when I was, I, I noted that this seemed to be one of the few times where Picard seems very like hypocritical or not self-aware. Because he has that, that line where he says something about how like he doesn't believe that political power flows from the barrel of a gun. But he's also the one on the flagship of Starfleet, you know, he like, he has, he literally has all the guns. The most powerful the guns. Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah. When he's holding the guns, he doesn't need to negotiate. And I think that just draws interesting parallels to like, I mean, you know, modern day America where it's like, you know, with, you know, we have, we have a lot of, we have the power, right? We are the, I mean, for, you know, who knows how long, but the dominant empire. 
Yeah. And so we can kind of dictate what we want to other countries. That's true. I mean, especially this in, you know, this is, I mean, came out in 1990. So you got kind of that eighties, nineties end of the cold war or like, you know, East Berlin and kind of crumbling and all that. So it's like, I mean, it, it, it resonates a lot in those ways, but then it even more so now. Definitely. Um, well, but I think that one of the other things too, is that, um, he was like, cause up was like, Oh, well, we're not taking a side. And, and then the leader of the group was like, no, you are. Cause you're supplying them. You don't supply us with medical supplies and things you've, you've taken a side yeah. and then they the never resolve are. it. They just leave. <laughs> it's true. They just left. It. Peace out. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, I, that is one of those things where it'd be cool to see them come back. And again, like going back to the difference between deep space nine versus some of the other shows is like, if this were a deep space nine episode, that would have been something that, you know, I mean, like with like comparing it to like the, how they deal with the Maquis, right? They have to, mm. this is something that they re- repeatedly go back to and is causing tension and, and they do end up resolving. True. Yeah. And I think that's where TNG got caught up in it. You know, and that's something that we've always talked about. It's like, we're going to see this one alien or this one character for one episode and then you will never see them never. again. Never again. That's it. In never, true ever Star Trek fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. You might get some callbacks, but yeah, it's not going to happen again. Um, I don't know. There was, um, David, what'd you think about this? Cause I don't think you've probably ever seen this before. Like even no. like in passing. Uh, no. Yeah. I don't think I, this, I don't recall seeing this one in any way, shape or form. Um, I, I did like the, the story was pretty well developed. I mean, obviously you could tell that the heart of the whole thing was just to get Beverly and Picard again in another situation where they think they're going to die and maybe they'll say what they actually mean for once. <laughs> Um, but never. Oh, there's a season seven episode like that too. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure the it's a recurring theme. Yeah, it's on. It's on that spinning chart for the writers of TNG. (laughs) We're gonna tease a romance for like six years. Um, but I I thought they did a pretty good job. And yeah, that kind of side of like, you know, oh, they're just terrible. Well, why are they being terrible? Like, makes sense. And you do always hear that, uh, even in today's world, on one side of just, oh, they're just monsters. Well, they're they're never just monsters. They the one of the best writing things about villains is that they're always the hero of their own story. Whatever they do makes sense to them in mm. whatever way it makes sense to them. Yeah. Even if you don't agree with it and even if they're completely wrong, <laughs> they believe it. They think and so they did a pretty good job mm. of showing that here where they're like these guys tried to get independence and they didn't and so they feel like it parallels us trying to get our independence from Britain in a way and yeah, it goes through the whole thing and you know, even the lady when Riker's talking to her and he's like, don't you feel like this is a little extreme? And she's like, hey, I'm being nice compared to the person before me who just made him disappear. And mm. I was like, well, I guess that's a way to judge it. Like, I'm not as bad as the last person and it moves in the right direction if everybody does that. But... I'm, I'm murdering you slightly less. Yeah, just just <laughs> a little bit less than the person before yeah, me. My iron fist is slightly lunch cl- less clenched. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll hold you. I won't murder you, but we'll hold you without cause. Yeah. But and then what she says too, like her her point when she says like the bomb was placed by a teenager. She's like, when you have kids blowing up kids, you can't just assume anybody's not a threat. You now have to assume everything. So it covered a yeah. it covered a pretty comp- a complicated issue fairly well, except for like you said, then they're just like bomb. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but I kind of liked his his plan. He was gonna like, I'm gonna hold you hostage. There's gonna be like a trade embargo. Then the Federation has to get involved, and this way you're not involved in anything. And then they're just like, nope, we're done. They don't. 
Like, ugh, that frustrates me to no end. Yeah, technically his terrorism plan was relatively realistic. Like, he's like, I'm going to hold you, and I'm, I'm being nice to you, but I'm going to hold you. And then eventually the Federation has to get involved. And with them as mediators, we can get to a point where everybody's treated fairly. Mm. I was like, he's it's going to take a long time, but technically that probably is the most peaceful way to, like, resolve the whole thing. Yeah. And it hope, is he has some, hope he has some patience. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's essentially well, what happens. Riker comes down and starts asking questions, and that is what moves everything kind of forward. I always feel they're like a little too naive sometimes. Like maybe they're like the Federation's a little too comfortable in their, our little utopia in the future that they're too naive about other worlds. Like, but it's especially the whole Cardassian and, and, and Bajor thing. I'm like, do they not know this was going on? They're just kind of like, yeah, we don't want to get involved. Yeah. It's like a la la la. I don't see nothing. I don't hear anything. Kind of. Yeah. It's fine. Well, and, and I think in this episode, um, I think that he, the guy does make a point about how, you know, they, they can they can look up from their, you know, ivory towers or from their starships or whatever it is and say, we don't do this. Well, they again, he explicitly says they did this to get there. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and it's the old adage is that if you don't know your history, I mean, and a Picard is always famous for that. He's like, yeah, we, we were savages, but we've moved past that. And you're like, well, yeah, but you can very easily slip back into that. Whether you want to or not. Right. Yeah. The only the only thing keeping keeping Earth from descending back into that is you know replicators and force fields. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so so we're basically like like the uh, the humans on on Wally. That's what we are. As long as we're comfortable <laughs> and we have our little TVs, and we don't good. care. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. Um, I didn't completely trust the. Uh, I'm terrible with names. The the like head uh, investigator. The one who was like, you know, I I came here and I I, wa- I just want to go home. I don't like doing this, but I was like, I just I didn't trust her the entire time, and I was actually surprised that she kind of held to her word, like more or less, like she was actually a decent person ish. Yeah, it was kind of odd. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was yeah. I was expecting her to be like, oh, thanks for telling us the location of their secret base. Now we can kill them all. Yeah, kind of. That was what I was expecting. One thing that I didn't also notice that she wasn't doing at all, or that no one really did, is, you know, they didn't really examine how did we get here. You know, they said this this um, insurgency had been going on for what sixty or seventy years. Yeah. So you know what 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 got them to that point? You know, where along the way did it you know devolve into this level of of violence? That's something that the episode yeah. didn't really address. Riker kind of looked into it a little bit, but they definitely didn't get to a source. It was just kind of, they wanted their independence and then they said no. And then it just kind of devolved. Yeah. yeah I wonder, like, was it a forced that. thing? Were they forcing people to make this like unified government or, I mean, yeah, that'd be interesting just to see the kind of history to know where it came from. I mean, there's definitely a, uh, definitely good room for, uh, you know, some fanfic there. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> See, it's it's things like this that I want lower decks just to make some weird passing reference to because they just bring up random shit from like TNG and DS9. That's that's what I want. Oh, that would make sense. They do best. <laughs> um, okay, so I know you guys will be excited, David and Phil. There was a couple deaths in this Yay! one. Can add to our kill Yay. kill tracker. Woohoo, murder. Um so I know there was a bomb that blew up. I don't think we got an official count, 
but I think they did. So when when the when the terrorists boarded the Enterprise, they actually killed like three people. Um, so there's three there, and then the leader of the group died. So we got four total, right? Unless I miscounted somebody. That sounds about right. Um, so four total. Yep, we're going with four. Yeah, yeah I think that sounds right. <laughs> our, what? Our what? Very... Just out of curiosity, what's the total at right now at this point through the series? So currently, for <laughs> TNG alone, we have two thousand four hundred and seventy deaths. Uh, at TOS, we had one thousand six hundred and fifty, so we are at a total of four thousand one hundred and twenty souls lost in Star Trek so far. What? Um, like, are there any episodes that have been significant outliers? Like that have the uh, most? Well, yeah, the yeah. the majority of the the uh, count is from when the Yamato blew up because oh, that yeah. was the Enterprise's sister ship. So that's almost, that's a thousand people right there, eleven hundred people right there. Oh yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, but okay. even without that, you're still even for the eleven hundred, you still got thirteen seventy in TNG so far oh, yeah. that they've, right. they've managed to kill off. Anytime a ship blows up, yeah, the kill tracker is going through the roof. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> a, at least a couple hundred people probably. Well, I mean, yeah, then I guess by the end of this season, you guys are going to have some fun with that. <laughs> oh, yes. There will be a, a lot of deaths. Don't say. <laughs> For Best of Both Worlds. <laughs> well, shit. I mean, and then we have Yesterday's Enterprise coming up. So that's that's going to be a lot, too. Yeah. Which is a good episode. Yeah, what a that great, episode. That's a fantastic one, yeah. No. I'm always a little scared, though, because since this is David's first time through, and if we're saying, like, oh, these are great episodes, these are great episodes, David's going to go, this is shit. Why are we <laughs> like he's just gonna hate it and uh, then to we're gonna fair, hate him and that never whole. happens. Rathacon <laughs> never happens here. <laughs> yeah, David hates Rathacon. Really? Hate oh, it's so bad. Oh man, it was his least favorite movie. Most boring Star Trek. I out think of I've out of all six of the original movies, that was your least oh, favorite. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Even more than the motion picture. Wow. Yep. <laughs> I mean, but we can agree that four was the best, right? Yes. Great. Yes, we can. <laughs> David, do you know which one four was? The one with the whales. There we go. <laughs> Save those Gracie. whales, baby. I, I hey, still the, the Star Trek timelines uh, video game that I play on my phone. They just brought George and Gracie into the game like a few weeks ago. You can be George and Gracie in you, Star Trek. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. They're, they're one of the characters that are available. That's awesome. So you can you can upgrade them and stuff. I'm like, what what are you gonna do exactly? I don't understand. They can, they can be on the Enterprise because the Enterprise has a cetacean a department. Astros, station ops, yeah. They do with with the Dolphin Friends. Maybe. But, yeah. I, <laughs> I thought that was really cool though. I was like, oh, look, the whales are here. That's awesome. Um, I, uh, Phil, what's your take on this one? I I mean, I, was, I know you've seen it before, but has it been a while? Um, It's been a bit. I, it is a good episode for me. I don't like how quickly finn is able to crack beverly though which it's like okay fine i get it he needs a doctor she sees the suffering and what's going on and blah 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 um so that's okay um overall it's good i like i like how wesley they figure Mm. out the technology that they're using the space folding technology is killing them and then wesley is able to devise a way to to trace it basically of course, uh, Wesley is because he's yeah. he's a wonder child, and and his mommy's <laughs> missing, so yeah. mommy issues. Um, <laughs> but uh, his daddy issues, he's a mommy issues, does he? I don't know. He's a, he's like a he's a mommy's boy with daddy issues. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Kind of messed up, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, this is a really good episode. I like the themes that it hits on. And there's just enough stuff going on with the uh, space folding and whatnot. It's like, oh, okay. It's kind of cool. Kind of cool. So. Yeah, that was interesting. They didn't. Um, so yeah, they're the, the terrorists are like just kind of suddenly appearing because they're using this new technology. Like I'm trying to think of what, like what an, a good example of what it is. Yeah. They, they fold space and time and they can just kind of appear. It's like a teleporter, I guess, kind of. Yeah, right. It's something that they have not covered in science fiction a lot, but it's, yeah, that whole concept of being able to take space and fold it and then you move across it and it releases and now you're on the other side. And it's something Einstein theorized quite a bit. Um, I'm trying to think there was a reference one time where somebody's talking about it and the guy literally takes a stick and he's like, these two points are far apart until you do this. And he's like, Oh, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about folding space time. And he goes, no, like (laughs) (laughs) the best example of that, that I always remember is from quantum leap. Um, where they actually, I don't know when it was, but it's, he takes like a piece of paper and puts two holes in it and he goes, Oh, they're far apart. But if we fold the piece of paper, so the two holes are next to each other, that's how you fold like space. Yeah. And it was in a quantum leap episode. Cause I like, I like quantum leap. That's actually, all I got. Never seen that show. But, uh, <gasps> what? Well, you're, I've you're younger than, than we are. Right. Cause you're like in your thirties though. Right. I'm 29. Oh shit. All right. Oh shit. He's a kid. <laughs> Damn it. It's a really good series. Yeah. It's, um, um, see, but now I feel like, like an old man recommending, like, go watch the Andy Griffith show. It's great. <laughs> well, no, watch on leap is a classic. It's in color too. <laughs> and they, they have actual sound in it. No. Um, I, uh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I, um, I, I will admit, like, I, I, there are a lot, there are a large swath of nerdy things that I haven't seen. Like, I've never seen any, um, uh, Stargate. Um, that's uh, okay. You know, and as the other, like, I'm, I'm slowly, I'm slowly getting there. <laughs> There's a lot, though. I mean, I've only really seen the Stargate movie, I never got into any of the shows. Um, and there's like, I mean, the original show was on for like 10 years, let alone the other like three spinoffs. You know, like like sixteen seasons total of television or something. Like, yeah. No, it's I, you know it's funny. We actually just I think it was like a, a week or two ago we were quizzing Phil on like what nerdy stuff he likes, and he he's never seen Game of Thrones. He doesn't like Harry Potter. He doesn't like Star Wars. Really, all he likes is Star Trek and Lego. Leave me alone. And that's it. Ah. And that's perfectly okay. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's not that I thing. don't like it. It's just stuff that I'm like. Eh. Whatever. That's okay. You can be a nerd about whatever you want. You're just making the noises for not liking something. That's sure. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> not that I don't like it. I just, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I think this was a good episode overall. I thought it was. Yeah. It was kind of kind of heavy. I mean, I know what they're the point they were trying to make. Um. I think just because of the nature of the them being more episodic and they couldn't dive too deep. But I mean, I yeah. I just I was frustrated at the ending where they're like. Oh, you died, and then we're not really going to solve any problems. And they're like, "We're just going to go." That's it. Thanks. Yeah, yeah like the little the, the little button was, "Oh, well, the kid put down his gun. I guess we found peace now." Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not the like you know months or years of negotiations and releasing prisoners and yeah, that's not. Yeah, it's different. Nope. The child decided not to shoot someone. It's all over. Uh, <laughs> We've everybody, sold the... everybody. Go home and sing Kumbaya now. Yeah. <laughs> right? We found world peace. Yeah, <laughs> world peace. Yeah. I love peace. <laughs> <laughs> Dork. Um, David, what was this on the Devo meter for you? 
Uh, this this scored pretty well. I'd say seven. I give this a seven on the Davo meter. I am I, I I have watched enough Star Trek that I am going to make a blanket statement that okay. might anger some Trekkies. Uh, uh, I think Star okay. Trek. I think Star Trek is at its best when it's being silly. And I know that's an huh. opposite thing for like I, they they do try to do these big sweeping complex issues and they don't do a bad job at it. But this week, definitely between this and the next episode, it seemed like night and day <laughs> when they do the fun episodes. And they, yeah, no, it has to be it has to be silly, but not too. I don't like say to us bullshit. That's not it. But I'm, I'm waiting to see where yeah, he goes it, with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, in other words, I think it has to be fun, but not too silly. You get what I mean? Like a little grounded. Well, because we're talking about the Q episode. So in the I way that in, grounded, in so much that Q can be grounded. Yeah. No. I, I, have to, I have to ponder on it a bit more to realize what the difference is between this and one of those bullshit um, deity episodes where they have to stop it. Um, like those TOS God, episodes that you those, love? Like, yeah, all those TOS episodes and several of the TNG ones. Um, so there's some, there's some difference there. There's some defining line that I haven't figured out yet, but I definitely like the fun episodes over the serious ones. Okay, that's. Fair. I mean, you can have an opinion yeah, about it. Sure. We're just gonna make fun of you for it. I can that's hear the whole internet everyone. going. <laughs> <laughs> what all? All thirty of our listeners and mm-hmm. and my father. That's uh-huh. it. Yep. That's it. Screaming at me right now, just. <laughs> oh my gosh! Can you hear what he said? I think people expect that from you. Like again, you don't like Wrath of Khan, which is fine. It's just, but I think people it just expect that from you now, so it's fine. I've gotten some pretty strong responses from guests when I've told them that one. <laughs> I just so like then, seeing people's looks. Did you, uh-huh. have you, David, have you seen the new Star Trek movies? Yes. So I have seen, now I've seen TOS to, to where we were today. And when I was a kid, I used to watch like Hercules and Xena. And afterwards, I didn't want to go do my chores on Saturdays. So I'd watch TNG Voyager and DS9. But I never watched them in continuity or anything like that. So I've seen a very small smattering of them. And then, yes, when the new J.J. Abrams one came out, I've seen all three of those. Um, and that's the other one that I disagree with a lot of people on. I liked Into Darkness way more than I liked Wrath of Khan. <laughs> I don't know if it's because of Benedictal Cumberbund. But... <laughs> <laughs> I guess... I In a vacuum... Like, my thing about the new the J.J. Abrams movies is in a vacuum, they're fine. But yeah. I was coming out of the uh, of seeing the the first one of the reboots is my I really hated that they were just like oh we're just gonna scrap the timeline and start anew right we're not gonna like mm-hmm. this is gonna be an entirely different continuity like we're not going to like you know be in line with anything else that's already happened and I thought that was I thought that was cheating a little bit see which is funny because I yeah. feel the exact opposite I thought that them the way they did it with having come back and altering something allowed them to play around as much as they wanted and use what was from TOS and such as well because Into Darkness Wrath of Khan are essentially the same Star Trek Beyond went way outside of whatever other movies there was but if they had kept going with that and kind of paralleling and doing their own thing I think that would have worked out fantastically but People what? have a big problem with Into Darkness. You what? would have been okay if they just would have done J.J. Abrams' versions of 3, 4, 5, and 6. <laughs> yeah. My God. J.J. Abrams presents Save the Whales. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think 4 would have been glorious. Uh, but I liked a lot of stuff about that, and I knew Star Trek well enough to like... 
when they showed the phasers on the ships that were little balls and they were actually pointing and turning, I was like, oh, that's cool, because they never explain why it shoots in any direction off the front of the ship or from anywhere on the ship or all kinds of stuff. I thought a lot of the stuff that he did was pretty genius in those. Well, they certainly, I mean, the and I don't care how many certainly, <laughs> certainly look beautiful, right? I mean, that's like the thing about making movies, you know, in this decade, the last decade and a half is the effect. It's they're visually stunning aside from all the yeah. lens flares. Yeah, it's all so much lens flare. Yeah, no, I, I'm kind of with Dan. Like when when they first came out, I was like, okay, brand new Star Trek. But then I was like, oh, it, it to me it did feel a little cheating. You're like, oh, you're just making this new timeline. And I kind of get it. They want a bit of a fresher take on it. But I was also like, you've got all this history, and now you're just kind of going, eh, we're not going to do that. We're going to do our own thing. And I, I don't know. I've I've softened a bit on it over the years. But yeah, that was my like gut feeling at first. Yeah, so I'm with you. Yeah. I have a feeling it's going to play out similar to the prequels in Star Wars where everybody like especially the hardcore fans hated it and then as time is given to it 20 years later they're going to be like oh but those were good like they're going to rem- mm. rem- remember it fondly once it's got some distance it was well, I think also with the, with the prequels for Star Wars I mean those are put into stark contrast by the sequel movies which are even worse <laughs> agreed <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I liked I liked nine and seven. I was okay with the fact that it was essentially New Hope 2.0 for a new audience. Uh, but God, Last Jedi. <laughs> I mean, my my thing about my thing about all three of those. Movie. Yeah, my thing about all three of the new ones versus all three of the prequels is that the prequels they they tried to do something weird and different, and they kind of fell on their faces. But they at least tried. Mm-hmm. Whereas the new movies, I felt like they were just they couldn't stop to breathe. Well, yeah, the new movies, the, yeah. the the first, the prequels, he didn't listen to anybody. George Lucas was like, I'm doing my thing up yours, all of you. And I've, you guys, I've yeah. heard him talk about what he would have done with the sequels and it would have made Star Wars fans even more mad because he was going to lean hard into science and Metachlorians. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but, and then that's what happened with the, pre- with the sequels is they were making them and they're like, okay, we're going to completely listen to the fans. So they made New Hope 2. And then yeah. everybody was pissed off about how derivative it was so then they did last jedi and he's like i'm gonna make everything different and like i said first half of the movie fantastic second half steaming pile of shit it just it he went way too far with being trying to be unique and stepped outside it, yeah i'm not going uh, down this road i mean so i will say, <laughs> i'm not gonna try and uh, instigate anything i'm just gonna say that i thought the last jedi was my favorite of the new movies <gasps> Ooh. nerd fight nerd fight <laughs> All right. Yes. You said you live in LA. We're meeting up in 20 minutes. <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> I got I think, my saber. You bring yours. I think Dan can take you. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm sorry, David. But uh, yeah, probably. Uh, that's hilarious. Nice. <laughs> He's a young buck. Fight, fight. Yeah, you're going to sneeze and you're going to hurt yourself, David. Come on, let's let's be real about this. <laughs> Damn. Close one. That almost went out my nose. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. I think that's probably, we've said everything about this episode. I think, right. We all, I think generally liked it and enjoyed it. Some good uh, terrorism. Uh, Yay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, let's do this. Dan, where can people find you on your social medias? What do you want to spit out into, to the universe? Um, I mean, yeah, you can find me on, uh, I guess primarily TikTok and then also Instagram, at the art of danliness, uh, you know, who doesn't love a good little uh, pun or wordplay with your name? Um, but um, yeah, I guess that's where you know that's where I, I post a lot of dumb or not so dumb Star Trek stuff on uh, on TikTok. So 
you know, if you enjoy that, you might want to go check it out. Um, I found found someone who did a who does a Troy cosplay, and so I did a bunch of duets with her today. So probably putting those up. Oh, um, nice. nice. Yeah. yeah, there's actually um, God, there's some good nerds on on TikTok, and there there's some good stuff. So yes, go check out Dan's stuff because you do some cool things. I, I like it. And uh, David, don't worry, I also do some uh, Star Wars stuff too. I might have to start following you. Because, <laughs> God, yeah, TikTok, you can lose hours. Like, oh, you just start sitting there and you're like, I'll watch a few. Blip, blip, blip. Oh, my God, it's tomorrow. 2 a.m. Well, <laughs> every so often, yeah, they have these things that'll pop up after you've been scrolling. I don't know if you've seen these words like, hey, stop, you've been scrolling for too long. And I see those more I, often than I care to admit. I have not. <laughs> I know, leave me alone. Those. I haven't been on them long enough to. That yeah, was, there's uh, ones where it's like, go get some water, go to the yeah. bathroom, stretch, time to go to sleep. Staring. Yeah, well, it's funny because like I'm I'm not a big D and D person, but but I know David is. So like I think the other day I sent him like ten, either Star Wars or D and D TikToks, and then yeah. like I didn't hear anything for like two days. But I was like, these are so good, they're so funny. But I knew he's not. So so there's a, there's a lot of good D and D stuff out there too. Oh, a ton, yeah. Oh yeah. D&D has always been good with memes, and TikTok is just an extension of that. They're basically video memes. <laughs> this is like Vine, if people don't know what Vine is, because I'm, I'm old. Uh, I remember so Vine. Vine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Vine. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes, but go check out Dan's stuff. You do some really cool stuff, and, and it's, it's nice just to see there's people who still like Star Trek. Absolutely. Agreed. Um, cool. I, I don't think I missed anything. Maybe? Maybe not. I don't think I did. Important high class operation here. That's what this is. <laughs> uh, David, why don't you do our spiel and then we'll, we'll be out of here. Alrighty, yeah. Check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com where we've got links to all of our social medias. You can buy some of our shit at Cafe Press. You can see our smiling faces in the Meet the Nerds section. And once you are done justifying the terrorists, go give us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening to this. And they can, we'll read it out on the air if anybody ever does it. So. <laughs> So out of context, that's going to sound horrible. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure to clip that and post it just independent of anything else later. There you go. If you could do that, please. Yes, let's let's drive some uh, a traffic for our, our podcast. Hey, <laughs> was it all, all come to listen good... to it to argue with us. We're good. Yeah. No press is bad press. Is that what yeah. we're going with? Right. <laughs> That'd be so uh. terrible. All right, that is it for us. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We greatly appreciate it, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. See ya.